0: Welcome to the Triple Option Pass with Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network.
1: Podcast. I am Carlos 7 and I am with my other co-host, Ryan Gregory. How are we today, Ryan?
0: Uh, beautiful as always, buddy. Uh, I love talking football with you. As always, as
1: always, uh, today is our Triple Option Pass Bowl Extravaganza. Um, you know, there's a lot of good games that happen this year. There's a lot of not great games that happen this year, so I'm excited to dive into this one.
0: Yeah, the first annual. Hopefully this becomes a running tradition of the illustrious triple option pass podcast.
1: <sighs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? We might as well just jump right into it. The first bowl game of the season. App State defeated North Texas in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, 56-28. to And honestly, reflecting on this game, it's just good to see that, you know, in the end... App State kind of prevailed. It it looked like you know throughout the season that um, App State was slowing down, and obviously they didn't have a perfect season like they had in years past. But at the very least, it looks like they'll they'll be just fine here coming in the future.
0: Yeah, um, I I deserve all the uh, backlash for my I wouldn't say disregarding of Sean Clark when he was hired as their head coach, but I was definitely. Dubious of the hire, I always kind of go against the grain when it comes to uh, offensive linemen coaches moving up the ranks like this. And it's it's still kind of left to be seen if this is just a product of the great recruiting that has come before him with Scott Satterfield and Eli Drinkwitz, or if this is just him being a good coach. I guess we'll see that down the line. But for right now, he maintained what we've kind of expected from App State running a 9-3 and season. But when you got like Cameron Peoples at running back and Zach Thomas at quarterback, (laughs) <laughs> makes it, makes it a little bit easier, especially when uh, people's runs for 317 yards and five touchdowns
1: <laughs> <laughs> on 22 carries. Nonetheless, it um, definitely respect to Marcus Williams too. At six carries for 101 yards and a touchdown to add to people. So uh, yeah, that was a ridiculous running game. And honestly, uh, Zach Thomas, what an, what a finish to his career. This guy, he he finishes his college career with the third most wins in school history, thirty-two and six. Uh, and fun fact, he's number two behind Trevor Lawrence in career wins among FBS uh, teams here in twenty twenty. So that's that's pretty good company to be behind. Um, not to mention that he finished third in school history with uh, career passing touchdowns of sixty-nine. Number four with. Uh, in passing yards with 6,979, number five in touchdowns uh, with 88 running and passing, plus one receiving. and uh, <laughs> He can do it in, all. Fifth in total offense with 8,281. So Zach Thomas definitely had an illustrious career here at uh, App State, and he's, he'll definitely be remembered in the record books for that. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, and what does this say about North Texas and what's happened to them with Seth Luttrell? I mean, this has just been an absolute disaster from what was once considered one of the better group of five teams, especially considering the the CUSA, to now becoming just... uh, (laughs) It's hard to put into words how bad their effort was defensively in this game. And it feels like forever ago when they played this, I think this was the first bowl played. Yeah,
1: it was... uh, I think it was... December. Let me let me see. Yeah, December twenty first, my birthday. They played. Yeah, so that game. was
0: forever ago. But yeah. Still, yep. no excuse can be made for the drop off that they've had. Just a brutal season for North Texas, and uh, let's hope that Latrell can maybe salvage this because his, I'm sure his uh, options for moving on up are not very viable right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess we will see what happens with North North Texas and the CUSA, because to be honest, the CUSA didn't have a great uh, great run this bowl season. Uh, no, they Sunbelt, did not. Sun dominated this this bowl season. So did uh, action did as well. But um,
0: moving on to yeah, the, see the, the CUSA, not only they they not only lost most of their bowl games, they got their shit kicked most of their games.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they did too. It was pretty. It was
0: pretty rough to watch. There's no doubt about that. We'll get to more of those games later.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, next up is BYU defeating UCF, forty-nine to twenty-three, and this just wasn't really a game. You expected more from UCF, but I think it just kind of shows just how much better BYU is than <laughs> than this current state of UCF, or maybe it just shows how much better Zach Wilson is, um, just as the quarterback of BYU over uh, a, a kind of rough UCF defense this, this season.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with the latter half of that because, like, any year previous to this one, I would have taken UCF in this no problem, no brainer. It's just, you know, the the waning of UCF and the waxing of BYU. They just, <clears throat> perfect timing, and they just happen to have a, a top 10 quarterback on their team, or top 10 in the NFL draft, I should say. is obviously higher than top 10 in college football but um yeah you you can tell pretty much from the jump here this was like byu getting out to that that quick lead and ucf going oh fuck and just slinging the ball around (laughs) and not that effectively they just don't have like the the elite weapons like they used to have i think dylan gabriel is a hell of a quarterback and i i think he's coming back and he's he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in college football next year but when, when you're playing that disadvantaged and don't really have the guys to help you out as well, it's, it, it makes it a little tough on you.
1: Yeah. What a revolving door at quarterback UCF has been ever since, uh, Mackenzie Milton went down a couple of years back, uh, um,
0: Florida state Seminole.
1: Yeah. Current Florida state Seminole. I hope, I hope him very well, um, there. I, I really hope, I, I mean, I don't really wish anybody to go to Florida state. I was kind of puzzled by it, but it, nonetheless, it's still a power five school that he ended up on. So hopefully we we get to see Mackenzie Milton on the field once again. But as far as BYU and UCF, yeah, Zach Wilson, just, he just tossed all over. <laughs> I mean, 425 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns two on the ground as well. It, it just wasn't really much of a game.
0: Yeah. When they announced that this game was, uh, was on the bowl slate. This is one of the ones I had circled as like a must watch. It's gonna be a fantastic game. And then BYU's up twenty one to zero at the end of the first quarter. I'm like, well, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for them to like have a bit of a bounce back because everyone wrote them off as frauds after losing by one yard to coastal. And for them right. to be like, no, 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 this is still a really good season for us and to box around a really good group of five team. Even if they were in a down year, it was a good uh, punctuation mark on a on a uh, probably one of the better BYU seasons that we've seen in the past decade.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I would still make the argument they shouldn't have been playing UCF. They should have been playing someone better. But uh, it was definitely a, definitely something I was excited about seeing them play UCF. Just didn't turn out the way that not as exciting as what
0: we wish. Hey, man, how how would you put them over? powerhouses like Iowa State in the in the New right. Year's. So yeah. How could you yeah. ignore them?
1: Yeah. Well, powerhouse of Oregon.
0: <laughs> we got to watch North Carolina play.
1: I would have I would have rather seen BYU make that bowl than or- Oregon. BYU that. I
0: mean, A&M would have been a hell of a game. That would have been so much more fun.
1: Well, you know, they just stuck out in Power 5 schools, but Yes. Yeah, you're going to get me riled up here. You're going to get me riled up. Here. <laughs> so moving on to uh, Georgia Southern and Louisiana Tech. And this is kind of what we were talking about earlier with Kisa not having a great great run this season. Yeah, uh, Georgia Southern beat this team in the New Orleans Bulls 38-3. to And, <laughs> you know, for a team that runs the triple, 38 is kind of a high number to score. <laughs> yeah but that's
0: just, that's really a sign of incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you when you see some like true ass beating like this at the hands of a triple option team, this is just incompetence from Louisiana Tech here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean defense turnovers and shy Wirtz, I mean, I, I think this might have been like a career game for shy Wirtz. He threw for one hundred and twenty six <laughs> yards and a touchdown and Ran for seventy-one and three touchdowns. I mean, the dude was just doing it all, especially for a triple quarterback. And not to mention, they beat this team without J.D. King and Wesley Kennedy. Um, so, I mean, two of your best players not even playing in this game, and you whoop them thirty-eight to three. It just shows. Just shows how, how well, bad.
0: Yeah. Want To hear the QBRs from all three of Louisiana Tech's quarterbacks that uh, attempted passes in this game, <laughs> yeah. So we have uh JD Head who uh, who went nine of 14 for 78 yards and a pick, that was a nine QBR. Oh, oh, it gets better. Here's um, I'll, I'll say the next guy for the uh, next because he was a receiver that threw a pass CJ Powell 0 for one, uh, with a 2.1 QBR, and there then our man Aaron Allen 10 for 24. For 41 yards, three picks <laughs> three and picks. a QB, QBR of 0. 0.8. <laughs> oh, point! Eight. I honestly believe that if they would have put me in the game instead, I would have had a higher QBR than that. Because <laughs> I can at least throw it out of bounds on purpose three times and get a higher <laughs> QBR than that.
1: Maybe there are a couple bubble screens or something. I don't know.
0: I'm just doing QB draws and uh, like railroad screens where it's just like a dump right in front of me. Yep. <laughs> And uh, a good sign of the future for Georgia Southern in this one with freshman Gerald Green racking up 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be great to be a running back in the triple, but it doesn't help to have a weapon that can that can carry for a 7-yard average because like half the time those triple runs get stuffed. It, it's not always a guarantee that they that they're grabbing like 7-8 yards. So it's it's a great sign for the future that they that they keep finding these stud athletes and I'm excited to see what what they're going to do at quarterback next year?
1: Definitely, Georgia Southern. I mean, they've been quite consistent throughout the years, uh, even in the FCS ranks. So um, they're definitely looking up for in the Sun Belt Conference, and really just the whole Sun Belt
0: Conference is. Yeah, up. Sun Belt as a whole is just really exciting right now. Absolutely. So this is a down year for Georgia Southern, and they went eight and five. Like yeah, they went eight and five. Lo- a lot bad. of a lot of good things to look forward to in the, in the Sunbelt and also Louisiana Monroe is there.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so next up uh, in what was, what, you know, what many would consider a snoozer Buffalo defeated Marshall 17 to 10 in the Camellia bowl. And honestly, I think, I think the true storyline here is, I mean, we knew Buffalo, we, we knew what they were going to do. They were going to run the ball just like they do all the time. They're just going to keep pounding it on the ground. They're not really going to pass the ball. So we expected a low score out of that. But what has happened to Marshall at this ending point of the season? Like, it was just brutal. This team looks so good within, like, the first seven, eight weeks. And then they just, their offense just stopped. It's just like a screeching halt.
0: I need to look into it more specifically about, like, if if one or more of their O-linemen got hurt or like if they did some reshuffling because the the major difference in the season is like, remember when Grant Wells was like, he exploded onto the scene. And this freshman kid throws for like five touchdowns and no picks in his first game. And we're all like, Woo, look at this new quarterback for Marshall. And he's like tearing through the season. And then, and then Rice gets amazing pressure on him and they lose. And then Buffalo was in his face all game and they lose. And right. like, um I, and he had great protection the rest of the season so it's just like i need to look into it a little bit closer like if rice and buffalo just have these incredible pass rushers or if like i i am inclined to believe that there was something that went wrong on the uh on the offensive line because you you don't just start giving up that kind of immense pressure out of nowhere and i feel bad for wells because he's he takes the blame for it because obviously he's the quarterback and he, he, you know, you got, you have to slide the protections, and you have to step up. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting that help, I mean, like, there's only so much you can do.
1: Right? Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I mean, it was a rough game. Only 114 yards. No, no uh, turnovers per se, but 28. Well, a fumble, but he didn't lose it. But
0: uh, I mean, that that throw to damage was damn near a touchdown. The one that set up yeah. their uh, their rush in, but st- the the point stands.
1: Yeah, and a 28 QBR. I mean, like you said, there's only so much you can do. But to give credit to the winners here, uh, Buffalo. This is this is a great season for Buffalo. Uh, oh,
0: absolutely. Two in a row.
1: Yeah. Uh, defense or is it helped three? the Marshall offense at 248 <laughs> yards. I mean, that's still impressive nonetheless. And, um,
0: you know. No Jared Patterson either.
1: Yeah, Kevin Marks Jr. rushed 35 times, 138 yards of a touchdown. I mean, this is a good game overall for Buffalo. Uh, 17 points on the board. Yeah, uh, not not the most exciting bowl game in the world. A lot of struggling offense, a lot of rhythm uh, that could not be found. But at the end of the day, Buffalo wins their bowl game.
0: The Buffalo O-line is nothing to mess with, man. They were Nice. <laughs> Yeah, the about the exact inverse of uh, what Marshall was bringing to the table with the offensive line.
1: <laughs> right. So moving on now to the game in which I feel like everybody watched, but unfortunately there was also a great NFL game going on at the very same time. So I think there was some split viewership here at the end of these but anyways, Liberty defeats Coastal 37-34 to 34 in the FBC Mortgage Curable in overtime. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like everybody watched this so they know how it ended. But at the same time, it's so tough to say because the Dolphins just made an insane win uh, at the same time as Liberty defeated Coastal. So...
0: I was gonna That's say I don't even remember what NFL game was on because yeah. I was so entirely invested in in uh in Liberty and Coastal.
1: Absolutely. It, this was insane, dude. It was Ah, man, this is like this is what you want from a bowl game, especially. And I mean, I know even uh, though Liberty won. Even though Liberty won, like I mean, this was a rivalry game inside of a bowl game. And Yeah. It was um, so
0: interesting seeing all the uh, flashbacks to how often they played back when they were in the FCS ranks. Yeah, was, exactly. It was a really cool look at how, how much that game really meant.
1: I know. And you know, obviously here at the top crew, we're sad that coastal lost this game. They, they finished <laughs> one shy of perfect, but I think it goes to show how good both of these teams actually were because uh, you know, Liberty was beating Power 5 schools, albeit the worst Power 5 schools. And uh, Coastal, you know, they showed all season what they were. And, you know, I, I didn't know if they were going to be able to catch back up. But, but gosh dang it, they did it. I mean, I know some of that's to to the fault of Liberty, like Joshua Mack. What, what was that? But um, <laughs> regardless... Um I, I just was like unsure and then all of a sudden Grayson McCall just shows just he, he puts on a show, man.
0: And only a he, freshman. Only so much to look forward to there. Slung
1: his team on his back.
0: Carrying. Especially them if all Chadwell the sticks around. Yeah, exactly. Which it's looking like he might. Like if he didn't leave for the South Carolina job, then I I don't see anyone else hiring him right now. I mean, what what higher up job is even open. I mean, we're doing a coaching show later. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. We're doing a <laughs> coaching show later, but I yeah, mean, if he sticks around, that's at, le- that's probably three more years of Grayson McCall. Cause I don't see him as a jump to the pros type.
1: <laughs> no, probably not. Unless, you know, he really um, just continues to improve, but um, yeah, I, I really like, really love this game. Obviously, uh, Malik Willis, he also put on a show. Let's not uh, not give him credit. He Through the air, it was a little little shaky. I mean, 220 and two interceptions, but he still scored all four touchdowns for that team.
0: Yeah, they really don't ask a lot of him out of the uh, passing game for as much as Hugh Free sucks. He understands how to mold an offense around his players instead of vice versa. That's what's made him such a successful offensive mind. And I mean, when you have an Auburn drop down at a group of five team, you're just like, all right, cool. Here are the keys. We're gonna do exactly what we need to do to maximize your potential. And I'd really like to see him move back up. And not just because I don't want him at uh, liberty, which I which is true, I don't, but like how cool would that be to like see him go back to Auburn and like join up with Brian Harson? Ooh. Brian Harson said in an interview that if he was the Auburn coach this year, he would have started um, Willis over Bo Nicks.
1: Oh, that's even more interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, this is everything that we expect. Honestly, yeah, this is pretty much everything I expected from this game because I knew both teams were going were gonna to come out and play this game hard.
0: Yeah, it was just like the the paramount uh triple option pass bowl game. I mean I don't know about you, but I was glued to this game the whole time. Like I had I made sure that I didn't have anything going on that night. I had my snacks ready and it, it definitely came through.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely came through. I was yeah, I watched it to the to the very end, And yeah, it was great. It was definitely great. Um and the fact that Grayson McCall, you know, he took that big hit and got injured and still dropped that dime. That was like such a beautiful pass. I was like, once he got hit, and it, what was it that was like fourth down, right? Or something like that. So yes. I just like saw it just ridiculously fly through the air right into his so I didn't think it was gonna land. I, I didn't think <laughs> it was gonna make it anywhere. And it just it 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 went right perfectly into the freaking receiver's arms for a touchdown. I was so impressed, but um Yeah, a black field goal to to close this one out.
0: Brutal way to go out.
1: Brutal. Definitely a brutal way to go out. But great game nonetheless. Great game for Liberty. uh, Great game for Coastal. And I expect uh, to see a lot more Coastal coming up in these next few seasons. So I don't think they're going to be going anywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if it's that easy to block a kick, because it seems like this happens a lot in, like, game-deciding situations, I'm telling my guys to sell out on every extra point (laughs) and just getting (laughs) that edge.
1: Yeah, exactly. So moving on to our beloved raging Cajuns, Uh, they defeated UTSA 31 to 24, uh, the first responder bowl. And much like they had all season, they got up early and almost blew the game late, but still ended up winning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, this team was up twenty-four to seven early in the third, and then let UTSA um run all the way up for seventeen unanswered to tie it at twenty-four in the fourth quarter.
0: I mean, this was the the most raging Cajun game that we've <laughs> we've seen this season, mainly in the um. Levi Lewis doing just enough through the air, and then them just destroying on the ground. Yeah, it's it's such cheat codes to have two future pros running the ball for you, because like Elijah Mitchell and Trey Regis will be will be pros one day. Like they're both so good. But like, let's not slight our man, sincere McCormick from UTSA. I like this UTSA team. I was down on them back about the time that they were playing BYU, just because yep. um. At that point, they were only playing like cupcakes because you know you didn't have much choice but to do so at that point in the season. Yeah, and I I really liked what Jeff Trailer has has done at UTSA so far. I mean, Frank Harris played a great game and had a great season. Sincere McCormick. I mean, I I liked this team, and usually UTSA is more of a side note. And last thing I'll say about them: fantastic jerseys. Might have had the best jerseys in, oh, uh, in in the bowl games this year.
1: Absolutely. UTSA has some sneaky fire unis, man. Some sneaky fire unis coming out of San Antonio.
0: <laughs> it just looks like a better version of what the Bears should be doing with that dark navy and the orange. Yeah. The Bears have too much tradition to ever do anything like that, but it, it is beautiful. It, know, it looks like what Illinois should do.
1: I, I think that's it was actually their first season wearing the those new unis. Um it was. Overall, so I guess new uni's new team, and uh, it definitely showed. I, I do like this UTSA team as well, they have nothing to, um, you know, hold their heads down for. So, uh, definitely good things to come, maybe for UTSA coming up in these next few seasons as well. So, it'll be interesting
0: to watch. Well, for the time being, the Raging Cajuns reign supreme. Our group of five <laughs> darlings end up the season 10 and 1. I mean, we both thought they were going to be good, but 10-1 and one with only a loss to maybe the, the best group of five team in football this year. I mean, I'd take that.
1: Yeah, and only by a field goal nonetheless. I mean... A, a
0: back-breaking field goal.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, moving on to the Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma State defeated Miami 37-34, and this was a me bowl because I chose both of these teams as these surprise teams uh, coming into this <laughs> season and so um, it really shouldn't have been this close I mean considering no. the lowest state was up 21 to 0 in the first quarter um, absolutely no reason that I should have finished 37 to 34 but um, shockingly and I, I truly mean shockingly Nikosi Perry actually looked competent at quarterback.
0: I mean, <laughs> it pays has, off to have a quarterback that started for like two years for you.
1: Just yeah, exactly. waiting in the
0: wings. Exactly. Um, so brutal about Derek King, man.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm still upset about it, but I think you'll hopefully, hopefully be back in time next season
0: and it, it'll be pushing it. But, um, but yeah, I definitely love, I'd love to see him be able to get on the field for him next year.
1: Definitely. Cause it's, <laughs> that man does not need his draft stock to plummet. Um, I don't really know what necessarily he would have been taken if he would have left this year, but, um,
0: it wouldn't have even without the in- injury, it would have been pretty low if at all.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like he's one of those guys. He definitely get an invite to the, uh, combine. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like the combine would at least get him drafted in the seventh, sixth round. But
0: the I thing don't. is, he's not, he's not lacking anything physically outside of his height. Yeah. It's just his decision-making man. Like he, yeah. he's got the arm and his accuracy is already like far better than Lamar's was when he was coming out of college. Yeah. But God damn, man, he, if he can't hit his first read, it is, it's game over. Like that play is done. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I, I I hesitate with the uh lacking in the in the mental capacity more than I do in lacking in the physical ca- capacity because like Joe Burrow can't throw it for 25 yards, but he's going to make the right play every time, <laughs> and so that's why he was the first overall pick. <laughs>
1: You trying to call out Joe Burrow on this podcast right now? I am
0: calling out Joe Burrow. He can't throw it very far. <sighs> he's got Burrow. about my arm strength, but he, he he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. All right. Well
1: I think I've seen him throw past 25 yards. Maybe 27 yards, but anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyways, um, we'll, we'll wrap this game up. I bet on Miami in this game, and then Oklahoma State was up twenty-one to zero at the end of the first quarter.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: like, All right, cool
1: who did you bet for
0: i just bet miami to win uh by 13 plus yeah and so as things started to pile up in ok state's favor i was like okay cool this is why i shouldn't do this oh
1: yeah well uh i mean oklahoma state won this victory uh obviously their defense kind of secured secured this one stalled Miami out for their last couple possessions. So, yeah. Uh, definitely should have been this close. That's pretty much all you can really say about this game. Uh, Spencer Sanders lit it up 305 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And, yeah. Just just uh, another good season from Oklahoma State.
0: Sanders is still just a sophomore. I'm excited to see what he does uh, next year in this offense.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, I mean, he, he, I think he got his turnovers down a little bit, but We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> yeah. He also won't have Talon Wallace next year. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Always makes things harder. And I think uh, Chuba's going pro as well.
1: Probably. Uh, probably. But yeah. So next up, Oklahoma defeated Florida 55 to 20 in a game where in the Bowl, in a game where Kyle Trask uncharacteristically played like ass
0: <laughs> I mean, um, not to defend the guy, but like his top three options didn't play in this game, which you know makes things significantly harder to succeed. Yeah, but he but... definitely did get exposed as a as a product of his surroundings instead of being a great quarterback and a great offense. I think that he is just he's just somewhat more southern Mac Jones. That's all that's happening here. Somewhat more southern Mac Jones. <laughs>
1: Oh, I like that comparison. But yeah, I I mean I agree. Uh it, it was definitely a, a rough game for him. Yeah, he, he lost his targets, but I mean it is Florida. There's definitely people to compensate for it. Uh but but really Spencer Rattler, you know, typical game, two hundred forty seven yards, three touchdowns, and and a turnover, a fumble. But but really the the true thing for Oklahoma this game was the running game that was just absolutely explosive in all manners. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson with 186 yards and a touchdown on 18 carries. Marcus Major with 9 carries, 110 yards and a touchdown. Seth McCown with 73 yards with one carry. And then Spencer Radler with 7 carries, 40 yards and one touchdown. It was just just brutal game on the ground for Florida's defense. <laughs>
0: It's funny how we were so quick to just like write off Bratler and just kind of forget about him because of the rough start to the season. Yeah, like on on the year, three thousand yards total, uh, completing sixty seven percent, averaging nine point six yards in an attempt, twenty eight touchdowns, seven picks. I mean, from how from the sheer quantity of picks that he threw in those first three games mm-hmm. to finish up with seven. I mean, he, he really rounded into form as we, as demonstrated in this game, I was impressed with it. And the big 12 has got to be pissed that they got at, at least two more years of, um, oh no, he redshirted, So at least one more year of, uh, Spencer Rattler.
1: Oh yeah. He's yeah. Next season. I fully expect him to be <laughs> fully expect him to be a great. Heisman
0: candidates candidacy for sure.
1: Yeah. That, there you go. Um moving on, we got some action, and honestly, I'm so excited for this program because (laughs) the ball state cardinals chirp chirped 34 to 13 in the offer pad Arizona bowl.
0: They they just where the fuck did Ball State come from this season? (laughs) (laughs) They played
1: amazing this entire season.
0: We're a podcast based in Indiana, and in the preseason, we're like, ah, ha, 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 Ball State, and here they are going seven and one and beating a Rake San Jose State in a bowl,
1: and then not even, and then not even like asserting themselves as one of the one of the best group of five teams this season. I mean, what was that? I
0: mean, I didn't <laughs> even watch this. I I thought they were going to get rolled by San Jose State. I didn't watch this.
1: And they were up what? Uh, I thought they were up 34-0 at one point, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, this was – this was, I mean, Nick Starkle just sucked. And <laughs> on the other hand, yeah, not Ball, great. State, Ball State, just their defense, I mean, everything came into form.
0: Absolutely. I need to shout out my man, uh, Curtis Blackwell, offensive lineman at Ball State we used to work out together back in the day, went to one of the rival high schools up here. Love to see him succeed. And also shout out to if the guys at IU didn't exist, the best receiver name in the state of Indiana, Yo Tyler with four catches for 103 yards and a touchdown.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, man, I love ball state's (laughs) uniforms. I've never been a fan. They're so clean though. Like, and then they're rocking this, like, classic, you know, these classic unis a little bit, but the helmets Um I, yeah,
0: in, I in this game, they got it right. But I feel like they have a tendency to try a little bit too hard in this it. game. They were nice.
1: I love it. I don't know. I love it. But yeah, huge season for Ball State. Uh Definitely a program that's looking up and I feel like they've they've. Oh, wait, hold on. Shout out to Donnie Marcus, a freshman. Uh, for Brownsburg last season, I watched him multiple times Oh yeah. for 10 carries and 69 yards. This game, I didn't even know that. I didn't even realize that.
0: Wow. A guy I went to high school with committed to play quarterback at ball state and like dropped out within, I think a semester. So that was cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of connections to the Cardinals, but primarily just Curtis, my guy.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's ball state for you. They chirp, chirp, baby. Chirp chirp, we love it. They should put them in. Put, should put them in the CFP. What do you get, What
0: can you say? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Ball State against Alabama and just like, <laughs> all right, in the end of the first quarter, it's forty two to zero. <laughs> Everyone on Ball State is injured. They're playing graduate assistants.
1: <laughs> CFP baby, CFP. <laughs> um, <laughs> West Virginia, BYU, twenty four to twenty one. It really, that's thats all I wanted to say about it because Army ended up going 9-3 on the season and putting up a fight against West Virginia, which is actually quite impressive considering we all know Big 12 equal air raid and to hold an air raid offense as an Army defense to 24 points is quite impressive. Nonetheless, keeping it in, in the game, uh, only losing by a field goal. So,
0: Yeah, at the uh, end of the day, this is just like one of those Matchups that you love to watch, just because it's like such stark differences in offense. You yep. go from the the plotting triple to the to the high flying air raid, yeah. And that's that's kind of like the beauty of bowl season, seeing like two opponents that you would never see, um, in in like the regular season. But like you know, West Virginia at the end of the day just really outmanned them. Just you could tell the 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 talent difference where it made the most. Sense in places like the offensive line, and it just ended up with a, a slim win here. Great season for Army, still given everything that happened this year.
1: Absolutely great win for Army. Great or great season for Army. Great win for West Virginia.
0: Did uh, Army win the Commander in Chief this year? I think they did.
1: I believe so. Because I'll, uh, I'll look it
0: up while you're. Didn't
1: Navy didn't Navy beat them?
0: Or no? <sighs> no, no, they beat They blanked Navy. It was fifteen to zero. Oh, God, no, fucking boring game. Awful ever. games. <laughs>
1: 10 to 7 over Air Force. Oh, I was God.
0: so hyped for it, too. I watched that at a bar with some buddies. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I had been preaching to them forever. I was like, dude, triple options, is awesome. Come watch this game. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what a bad experience, though <laughs> Oh, man. The, the commander in chief was so boring this year. They beat Navy 15 to 0 and they beat Air Force 10 to 7.
1: Yeah, that, that's a pretty boring time. Ugh. No doubt, no doubt.
0: And they played both games at home. How's that fair?
1: Yeah, that's true too. I don't Man, know.
0: we had such high hopes for Air Force this offseason. Well,
1: then, when you lose your quarterback that's supposed to get you there, that's kind of a big deal.
0: Well, maybe he shouldn't have gotten arrested or kicked <laughs> off the team. I don't know what he did. Still, they haven't.
1: I, I don't either. But I just know we just know
0: he's kicked off the team. Had to have been something serious. Anyways,
1: <laughs> anyways. Um, The oh god, Crimson Tide. (laughs) What's wrong? Roll Tide, roll Tided over my Saturday Fighting Irish, Uh, thirty-one to fourteen. Was not a pretty game by any means, but it also wasn't awful. Um, awful in the sense that it wasn't like the last time these two teams met. So. That's something to at least look forward to. Ian Book, just God, I'm I'm just so glad that this this rendition of Notre Dame is is finally done. I could finally see a different version of Notre Dame.
0: What do you mean you're tired of Ian Book?
1: Yes, I was tired of Ian Book. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love the guy. Great career, obviously a winning quarterback, all of that, but. At the end of the day, he's just not enough to me. He's just not – he's not enough. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> the end of the story. Notre Dame let the guy that would have probably put them in much better position just walk. They let him oh, walk. Oh,
0: God, imagine if they had Phil this season. Oh, man. They let him walk. Man, that, that reminds me of when Gunnar Keel transferred out of Notre Dame to Cincinnati. Yep, yep. Gunnar Keel was not quite, nearly as good at Cincinnati. No. No, he wasn't, but... But what a dynamic prospect he was.
1: Yeah, uh, but but anyways, I'm just, you know, just overall excited. Um, just just for my own little reflection, I'm excited to see what a new team this will be next year because uh, a lot of graduation, a lot of uh, quarterback shuffling, um, running back will look pretty much the same, and we all know that O-line will pretty much just you know, they, they always do their dominate. cycles. They'll always dominate, so not too worried about that. But, uh, yeah, the the quarterback situation will be interesting, especially with, your Wisconsin boy transferring here.
0: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Jack Cohn's going to make a whole lot of a difference. He's going to be a nice backup for you, just like he was for Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's going to beat out Drew Pine or, uh, uh, whatever his name is.
0: Um, yeah, there's no one to be too inspired about for Notre Dame. So I don't know why you're so yeah, hyped no. to get rid of Ian Book.
1: Uh, well, because, um, I'm just happy that I won't have to get my expectations and hopes so high up,
0: uh, next Mm, season. There it is. Yeah. And a sad way to look at it.
1: uh, Yeah. And I don't have to see them get blown out of the water by two teams back to back. Uh, so I'll be happy watching them, you know, maybe in, you know, a high tier bowl, a little gator bowl, maybe, maybe, uh. Maybe if we're lucky and do your six bowl, we'll, we'll see what happens. But there sure is heck no way that the CFP lets this team in again if they go undefeated um, without any signature
0: wins. So I'm I'm marking it right now. Next year, cheese at bowl, Notre Dame, Kansas State.
1: Cheese at bowl, Notre Dame, Kansas State. All right, I'll hold you to that. Um,
0: but to wrap this one up, I mean, as as the old saying goes, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Notre Dame didn't lose by 18 and a half. So, hey.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'm glad that they screwed over all the betters.
0: Um, Including that's... me. <laughs> if I'm glad hit, I finally would have I would have won $1,000, but Notre Dame covered. I love it. I love that <laughs> I was, they covered. It was a garbage time touchdown. I was so upset.
1: <laughs> oh, well, and then they got the outside kick. I thought they were going to score again. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, same. Uh, um, I mean, uh, on one last good note for Notre Dame, uh, Owusu Koromora is going to be a probably top twenty pick. So,
1: yeah, used to it.
0: is going to be pretty high as well. So, good for Notre Dame. I'm I'm used
1: to being the Kentucky of college football, just <laughs> just churning out NFL talent, but never actually winning the whole thing.
0: because yeah, they're all way better in the pros because they don't get used properly at Notre Dame.
1: Correct. Yeah, that's about right. No, I wonder life. if wonder if a certain coach is for that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Najee Harris just destroyed Vonta Smith. Destroyed. Um, I already know. I knew right when that hurdle happened that 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 uh, hurdle will be postered up probably in ESPN headquarters for probably about thirty years. Um, oh
0: yeah, a lot of ESPN executives blew blew their loads to that one.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And because, uh, you know, they, they don't like Notre Dame and they love Alabama. So uh, that's just how they work. Mac Jones
0: missed five passes. Um, this was ine- inevitable. I mean, like. No, yeah, no. I You saw how Bama, Bama swept the uh, individual awards. Like there's just too much talent on that team for even as oh, good yeah. as Notre Dame was. So, I mean, like good for them for covering. I mean, they got there, had some fresh air and exercise.
1: Yeah, and you know, people are going to criticize this team. Why are they there? But you got to realize they just lost to you know, they lost back to back to you know, uh, semi NFL teams. So,
0: <laughs> someone had to be the sacrificial lamb to lose to Bama in the first round. No one was going to compete with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on, so I can stop being depressed about it. Um, <sighs> Now I can rejoice as Ohio State defeated Clemson forty-nine to twenty-eight, and honestly, I, this was obviously this was shocking. There's no doubt about that. This was oh my god, yeah, a hundred times shocking. Uh, Ohio State scored twenty-one to—I mean, it was twenty-one to zero in the second quarter. Like that's how much they scored <laughs> compared to Clemson. But overall, I mean. Oh, God, 35 to 14 in the first half is just ridiculous. I don't really know. It, honestly, if you, I know you watched as well, obviously. Um, yeah. Clemson just came out. They just kind of looked dead. Like there just wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of oomph. Like they came out hard, you know, those first two possessions. But after that, it just didn't seem like there was a lot of, I don't know how to explain it.
0: I mean, I've I've listened to a lot of things about it, um, about why things went wrong for him. And I mean, at the end of the day, Tony Elliott wasn't at the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I believe he was he was covid. And so that's that's their play caller. Dabo doesn't call their plays, And so it was pretty obvious that Clemson had like had like 15 plays scripted that were, like, their go-to, like, because um, I heard this this argument on uh, the Barton and Bud podcast from uh, 247 Sports this morning, actually. Uh, Ohio State on defense only runs their, um, their base set because they only have 11 capable defenders right now. And so that base set is um, three linebackers and two corners. And so that means they have to play a lot of – a single man uh, press type ball with hopefully some help from the safeties when it comes to passing the ball. And so I think Clemson knew that they had their, their cover two beaters set up for the first 15 plays. And then I believe it was their quarterback coach that was calling plays uh, for the, for this game. Once the scripted ones were out, he was, he was at a loss. He could not adjust to anything that Ohio state was doing and it, and it showed, I mean, they, they couldn't find a way to move the ball efficiently at all it was just all on trevor trying to do everything and even if he is the best uh college uh prospect that we've seen since like andrew luck there's only so much you can do
1: yeah what wonders this game just did for justin fields too there's no doubt about it this i mean oh yeah yeah a lot of it was due to play calling as far as trevor lawrence but uh this dude Justin Fields, he, he just showed out, man. Hey, he, he yeah,
0: honestly, not to knock Ohio state, they still went out there and scored 49. Oh
1: yeah. They, they played pissed off and yeah. not to say I don't blame them at all. I mean, you know, they'd been basically discredited and, um, still, you know, obviously they're their spot there is can still be questioned, but obviously they proved why they are a top four team. i okay, never I'm gonna had any doubts about it. I never had any doubts about them being a top four team, but I will still complain about the fact that, you know, six wins and you get into the CFP. It's
0: <laughs> I will slander thing. them a little bit. Clemson, no Nolan Turner in the first half. And then Skalski gets ejected. So like, there are two like quarterbacks of the defense were largely absent from this game. And so that makes an obvious difference. It's, it's essentially the same as like missing your play caller on offense. I mean, it's hard to get the plays in and like efficiently directed on the field without two guys like that.
1: Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just, just a great game overall from Iowa state. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see if they can repeat uh, this type of performance because it's definitely going to be a lot tougher against uh, to do this twice, uh, especially against Alabama.
0: They adjusted perfectly in that game, may I say? They really rolled with the punches perfectly. Ohio State? Yeah, Ohio State. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope yeah. they get rolled by Bama.
1: I don't really care what happens. Um, oh, I do. I hope they get rolled. I'll obviously be watching the game. Um, In my personal opinion, just because I hate consistently seeing the same two teams win all the time, I'll probably be eh, somewhat rolling, leaning for Ohio State, but I'm not very incredibly hopeful about that.
0: But I I will, I
1: do, I do want to say Trey Sermon, this man, (laughs) angry, angry, looking like Derek Henry out there.
0: Like, I mean, one of those runs to the, um, it, was, it was just like an outside zone to the left, and yeah. no one touched him, and he didn't even make a cut. Like it was just blocked <laughs> so perfectly. I was like, God, oh, to be Trey Sermon right now. Absolutely, this is uh, Ohio State's O line deserves so much credit. They showed the hell up for that game.
1: Definitely, um, definitely did it. That's two straight games in a row. Trey Sermon is just <laughs> manhandled teams, really. <laughs> Two but, uh, pretty
0: good defenses too.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, next up, we got one that I'm still pretty bitter about. Um, for it, it, no reason, there's no reason. It, it was all, it was all on play calling for this one. But Cincinnati fell to Georgia, 24 to 21, in the Peach Bowl. And really, the story of this game is a minute and three seconds left and you pass the ball on third and two.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty brutal play call, especially when your quarterback is better suited as a runner anyways. To yeah. draw that up, especially against a defense like George's. that is just blind confidence in a situation. And like, I was so upset with their with when they were snapping the ball. They would snap the ball with like 16 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah. It was just nonsensical and probably honestly hurt Luke Fickle's uh, bid to, to move up because I mean, that's ju- that's straight up incompetence. That is like Anthony Lynn level of <laughs> bad coaching, especially in a situation where you can win like a program defining bowl. Uh, Georgia definitely didn't deserve to win this one. I agree. But my Lord JT Daniels is good at football. It's horrifying that he's going to be back next year.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, they. I don't feel like they deserve to win this game. Uh, no. but they did. Got to give them credit for it. Um, but a lot of credit to Cincinnati for making that play call <laughs> because that was brutal. And to be fair, the Georgia defense did actually show up there in that in that second half. They finally stiffened up. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, points for what points. What you expected. It what you expected from the Georgia defense in the first half, but it just wasn't there until the second. Um, And yeah, uh, I still have questions as to how JT Daniels is that pale. And he lived in Los Angeles and Georgia. (laughs) Um, It's, I mean, I'm very pale myself, but if I lived in Georgia in Los Angeles, I feel like I probably would not be that pale. So I hope, I hope my guy gets out because seems like he's just studying film twenty four seven. But regardless, regardless, um, really just a great game all around for both teams. Uh, what a kick! What a kicker! What a kicker! Two fifty
0: yeah, yard field goals. Yeah, we need to give him all the all the props. A career long to win a New Year's Six bowl game. My The, the, the Cajones.
1: Yeah. That that was that was great and um yeah that's that's all I got to say about it. I'm just still disappointed in it. But what can you do?
0: Yeah, one one final point on Georgia looking forward before we move on from this one. JT Daniels, sophomore. Zamir White, sophomore. George Pickens, sophomore. Terrifying.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Can Kirby Smart actually coach them to get to that point? Probably not. Because They'll make it easier, though. Right, and I was talking. I've talked to many people about it. It's like oh God, Kirby Smart's just frustrating to me because Georgia is consistently t- pulling in top five recruiting classes. Heck, you know, multiple years pulling number one class. Uh, number one class, and besides for their one national title uh, bid, it just hasn't shown. And it's like, what horrible what are you development. Doing? And I mean, Jake Fromm. yeah, that's one thing, you know, like you're going to ride behind him because he's just the incumbent, I guess you could say, but that dude just knew how to choke games and he couldn't pass it, uh, past 20 yards. And then like not yo. to mention, you got, uh, you know, the guy that was just playing in the college football playoff that you decided to let walk away, um, Georgia fans really got to be kicking themselves, but they got JT Daniels now. So we'll yeah, see how things works out. Going. Yeah. Things worked out, but uh, yeah, that, that's, that's it for that game.
0: <laughs> Great season, Cincinnati. Great. Came season. Came up a little short Cincinnati. at the end, but
1: don't, don't be ashamed at all. Uh, I 100% expect you to be back next season.
0: Well, Desmond's going to run it back. Yeah. And I, I, it doesn't look like fickles leaving as of what's the date today? January. Is it the 8th? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Oh, my gosh. This month's slipping by, too. When's time yep. going to slow down? Sorry, All I got and, a little existentialist move. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All good. Um, next up, Northwestern defeated Auburn. Uh, Let's not
0: spend much time here. No, we're
1: not. 35-19. Oh, thank God. Uh, it's, you know, uh, two teams, not great offenses, but they apparently decided to... I mean, Auburn's didn't really, but Northwestern showed up th- in this game. Peyton Ramsey had a heck of a game. They're up for 291 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, Peyton and they finally threw that damn ball. Yeah,
0: he did. And he ran
1: for 50 yards and a touchdown too. I mean, I, I kind of expected more of this from him this season, but it just feels like Pat Fitzgerald really limited him to that offense. I mean, like we know Peyton Ramsey, uh, at least from last season, he, he could sling that dang thing, but, uh, Pat Fitzgerald definitely just kind of systemized him this season, kind of held him back, make sure he didn't make any mistakes and stuff like that, kind of more of a game manager role. But this game, this game, yeah, he definitely slung it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Northwestern has always and will always be known as like that defense first team. But uh, great game here. I mean, not not much else to be said. Uh, the Citrus Bowl really really came through for us in this one.
1: Yeah, uh, and
0: good job Bo Northwestern.
1: Bonex sucks. Continue. He
0: didn't. He didn't play that bad.
1: All right, I, I, dude, you are anti bonex are you here? And you're, no, you give I. Credit.
0: I don't hate him. I, no, I'm I mean, anti other people a lot more than I am Bo Nicks. Not not
1: hate him. I'm not saying hate him, but I just
0: he just.
1: ugh. ugh.
0: It, it, in my opinion, if you can get someone that's mobile to play quarterback for you, then definitely do that. Uh, he's still, uh, he, he, get, he has to be so much better, but I see the flashes and I'm, I'm bought right back in. You can see the flashes. I agree with that. I agree with that, but it's All right, yeah. we don't need to spend any more time. Anyways. Good job. Northwestern.
1: Um, Ole Miss defeats IU 26 to 20. And, a game that is ultimately, obviously, disappointing from an IU fan base that had many arguments coming into this, and especially with their statement to the Big Ten. Uh, I feel covering like
0: covering up had, their logo. Oof. You had
1: to win this game
0: if you. Yeah, did that, that looks awful. That looks so bad now.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: um, two
1: years in a row
0: losing to bad SEC teams. Bad too.
1: SEC teams, and yes. We can cut them some slack given that, you know, their starting quarterback, the guy that got them there, got them to where they were at, did not play in this game for obvious reasons. And uh, Jack Tuttle played and there's not much there. If you want me to be honest, Jack Tuttle is just not
0: <laughs> not great, not, not great. great. Uh, Does not inspire any confidence for the future.
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, I think there's probably more confidence in the future given that Donovan McColey's coming than freaking Jack Tuttle. So,
0: <laughs> legitimately, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, I mean, they kind of got their running game a little bit going with Stevie Scott, um, something that has been relatively absent all year. But yeah, I mean. 18 receptions for WAP failure. I mean, their game plan was quite clear.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I tweeted about that. How I used game plan was, well, we have one guy that can hang with these guys. So we're going to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. He also it, ran the ball once. Like, yeah. They did everything yeah. to get the ball in his hands. They were trying to, to make Javon
1: on Austin a little bit, try to give him that type of role, but
0: the coolest part of this game is the way that Ole Miss was utilizing John Rice Plumley.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I was about to get on the next.
0: The coolest play that I saw in this game went for like a like a three yard carry up the middle, but Plumley was lined up in the slot, and and Coral or Corral motions himself out into the slot. He high fives Plumley on his way into the backfield as Plumlee takes the place as quarterback, takes the snap, and runs it up the middle. It was the <laughs> coolest thing I have seen in college football ever. Lane Kiffen is a genius for that. I was sobbing at that play. That was so cool. And it went for four yards and had no impact on the game. It just shows my devotion to college football.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, though, it is great to see because we're talking about you know, the starting quarterback last year, uh, you know, apparently those two must be close. They, I mean, they have to be. And, you know, you got the guy that's unseated uh, playing uh, at wide receiver for you now, if you're Matt. So, Plumley um, had a cool pretty
0: ugly drop at one point in the game. He was running off the sideline and had one of him right in his stupid hands. Well, but,
1: you know, considering he this is a was quarterback. First game. <laughs> This is his first game even trying wide receiver. So right, got to cut him some slack. So having, you know, in your first game as a wide receiver, having, what, 73 receiving yards and five receptions? I mean, that's that's Uh, honestly pretty
0: It was beautiful. And I don't know where Ole Miss keeps finding these receivers, but Dontario Drummond looks like another stud. Of
1: course. I mean, (laughs) Ole Miss just knows how to recruit the wideouts, man.
0: (laughs) Wide receiver factory, man. It's just cheat codes. It really is. Would have liked to see Elijah more in this game, but you know, all, all credit to him just destroying in the regular season and being like, oh, I'm cool. I'm going to go make my millions.
1: Yep. Fair enough. But yeah, definitely a disappointing game for IU. Uh, good win for Ole Miss Lane Kiffin. Really? Um, Ole Miss. Definitely look it up. Uh, awesome game from Ole Miss. Especially with uh, Corral. Definitely a great quarterback.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what they have going on next year now that Lane signed that extension.
1: Yes. So, uh, lastly, because we're just going to briefly say, hey, Iowa State beat Oregon uh, 34-17. to So, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh,
0: there we go. Texas- we talked about the New Year's <laughs> Six Bowl.
1: Texas A&M defeated North Carolina 41-27. to um, And... Yeah, I mean, Kel Mon didn't throw a touchdown. Sam Howell threw three. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched bits and pieces of this game, and I really couldn't get like a vibe for what was going on. This just seemed like discombobulated, and just it didn't seem like either team was really up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, North Carolina probably shouldn't have been in this game, and Texas A&M, well...
0: Probably wanted that bowl bid, so... Yeah. The playoff bid, I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, this is a
1: good game, but uh, Texas A&M scored 24 points. Good
0: stretch. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's all. It was football. I watched. It was football, so... (laughs)
1: Anyways, moving on to our preview now. Um, Ohio State, Alabama in this great, terrific, wonderful CFP that totally doesn't need to be expanded. Um, <laughs> number three, number one. Uh, what are we feeling for this game? I'm unsure how I feel.
0: Um, I mean, like my advice to Ohio State is like, don't flinch, bro. The minute that there's like in, like a first half turnover, or even like a punt, like you're looking at watching the game slip away right then and there. Yep. For for Ohio State, uh, they're they're fairly efficient in the red zone, so I don't worry too much about them like trading sevens for threes, like teams kind of get in the habit of doing against elite teams. Mm-hmm. So. I don't worry about that too much from them, but man, you can't flinch against them, especially especially with the condition that Ohio state's defense is in like Sean Wade is playing out of position right now, just because, um, they don't really have the guys at corner. I mean, I I like seven banks, but, um, they just don't have the guys to like they did last year where they had, Oh goodness. I can't remember the guy who got drafted by the lions. Oh, help me out, bro. Uh,
1: I know you're obviously. That's what I know. Yeah. um.
0: (laughs) Jeff Akuda. There it is. There
1: you go. Jeff Akuda. There you go.
0: Yep. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot his name. He was such a high draft pick. Anyways, having his presence allowed Wade to play his natural position of slot corner. And now that he's being asked to, man, I hope that he doesn't get the Devontae Smith assignment for his own sake.
1: You know he's going to get it.
0: And like Jalen Waddle's going to be back for this. And I don't know how in depth they're going to use him. He might just end up being like a decoy, like jet guy. Yeah. But still, man, like they, they don't have the guys to run with Bama on offense, but th- th- that's no slight against Ohio state because no one does. No one has the guys to run no. with Alabama this year. So well, it's just, it's going to come down to Ohio state, not flinching. You, you can't like have like a, like a zone read fumble or like a, a punt from, I don't know, like your own 30. That's just, yeah. that's just giving Bama seven.
1: Yeah. So here we could play a little game here. Ooh. Who has the better game quarterbacking, Justin Fields or Mac Jones, Mac Jones, who has the better mean- rushing game, Trey Sermon or not yours.
0: Hold on. <laughs> let me, let me defend my point before.
1: Okay. All right. Like, yeah. We say better fine.
0: game. When we say better game are we talking like um overall who plays the quarterback position better or statistically? Who, statistically it's going to be Mac. Okay. Just because you know throwing to wide open Devontae Smith seems a lot easier than getting cracked That's in fair. the ribs. That's fair. Cuz your defense can't hold up as well. That's just a realistic take. I'm, I would never say that Mac Jones is better than Justin Fields. That's why I wanted to defend it before we moved on. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to get ethered here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I understand. Justin
0: Fields, far, far superior quarterback, hot, much taller task than just throwing screen passes Devontae Smith and watching him run. So That's I'm going to go with Jones.
1: All right. Who has a better rushing game, Trey Sermon or not yours?
0: I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Fair enough. And then that one doesn't okay, need as well, much explanation.
1: <laughs> well, I I'm not going to Chris Olave and Devonta Smith cause we know what's going to happen there. So I'll say Chris. Olave. Garrett Wilson's better.
0: Garrett Wilson's better.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I have
0: I think- fallen out of love with Chris Olave last season. I would have picked him like second behind, uh, Jamar chase in this class. And now I don't know if he's in like my top five, He had a heck of a game, though. He's he's fine. I don't love his route running. Okay, that's fair.
1: Well, if anything, we know that a lot of points might be scored in this one.
0: Um, Oh, I'm hoping. I hope it's a shootout. Me too. Whoever wins is just like the last one to score.
1: Me too. Um, Ohio State, they average currently 544 yards, and Alabama averages 535 um and as far as yards allowed ohio state allows 358 yards and alabama allows 351 so on paper this is honestly an incredibly close battle um at least you know in terms of statistics uh we all yeah, it certainly that, looks like it we all know that it'll probably end up much different than that but uh Hoping for a shootout, hoping for a great game, uh, hoping for you know a that the classic Deshaun Watson type game, you know, where you oh yeah you that game winning touchdown. Which I mind Play you, game
0: heroics, please, I, please. I, Lord. I just
1: wanna, I just wanna put it out there. That is the most overlooked uh, sporting moment of what 2016.
0: What the the Renfro rub route touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is to, one of my favorite plays game. in college football history. Yeah,
1: to win the game. And I feel like nobody really ever talks about it. Uh, it's an incredible
0: was, play call, too.
1: Absolutely. It was it was such a great like just a game winner with eight seconds left. And I feel like it's just slept on. I don't know I why.
0: Watch that after this.
1: Don't know why, but um, hopefully we get one of those. Um, hopefully, in my opinion, it'll be Justin Fields doing it. But yeah. Um, Regardless, I'm just looking for a great We hate game. Ohio
0: State in this house
1: because <laughs> you're a Wisconsin fan.
0: Yeah, I'm bitter, so
1: I don't even. I, I mean, I don't like either of these teams.
0: Yeah, fair. I'm not I'm not dying for either of them to win. No, but uh, we'll
1: see. We'll see what happens. I hope. I'm hoping for a sure. shootout. Hope for a great game.
0: Absolutely, man.
1: So that concludes this episode of triple option pass. I feel like we've been doing this for a long time and I hope our, uh, <laughs> I hope Alex Burr does not uh, have too hard of a time editing this, even though. Yeah, this oh boy. How long unusual. was this? We'll uh, we're, like... we're going close a little bit over an hour. So.
0: Oh, wow. Um, that's Shorter than I thought, honestly.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. But regardless, um, happy to do this with you again ryan um seems like this one will be the will likely be the final one of the season and yeah buddy. Know, honestly looking forward to getting back to some of the series that we
0: had to put on pause because of the season. oh dude it's gonna be so much fun research and stuff again oh yeah oh man
1: oh yeah i can't wait give some espn headliners um so, yeah, this is this has been a great season overall, a weird season, uh, one that you know nobody could have really expected. Nobody really know how to approach it. And hopefully we can return to some normalcy in terms of college football season, 2021-2022 uh, season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we won't be gone too long, buddy, because uh, the FCS season is coming up, and with them playing independently, we might be able to... Throw some actual attention at him here on the Triple Option Pass podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. We love some FCS here. Um, We love... A lot more triple down there. Love all ranks. But, uh, yeah. So, that concludes this episode of the Triple Option Pass podcast. This was a great whole extravaganza. Uh, (laughs) I have co-hosted... First of many. First of all, yes, this will be a tradition. This is our own bowl game. Um, <laughs> second, this is co-host Devin Boss and i with co-host Ryan Gregory. And we bid you very well.
0: Later guys.